0: Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast from studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. Anyways, episode 35, it's out there, but tell me when. We're on, Matt. Yeah, we're live. Okay, it's a stormy day. It's a stormy day out there. But look, look at us. Yeah, we're here. We, we made want, it. We want to win. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> we're the only ones here. That's right. All right. So what we're number? literally
1: the only ones here. What number
0: episode? This is episode
1: uh, thirty-five of Dynamax Podcast. One thing I thought it would be important that we do. It's June. It's February seventh, two thousand eighteen. We should probably stay the say the date because, like, what if something crazy happens tomorrow? From now on. Right. Should, yes. So. Episode thirty-five. We're fifteen weeks out from our podcast goal of fifty consecutive weeks. Pretty much yeah. hammering this out for a Stay year. Stay with right? us, everybody. That's right. They're only going to get better, and the popularity's rising. So thank you to the listeners. Um, we have confirmed, confirmed our seminar, our big seminar. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, powerlifting legend, female powerlifting legend, Shawna Mendelson. Going to be putting on a bench press seminar the day before, the evening before the. The meet, the woman's meet be March 9th right here. So it's be March 9th. Friday five to seven. It's five to seven. Don't it's, miss it. It's a
0: fifty dollar fee. Fifty dollars. Do you know what the the twenty people limit? Twenty person cap. Yeah, because she doesn't like she likes to get everybody, which I respect. I respect that. That's good because I've been to some seminars where there's been a lot of people there. Yeah, you don't. And it's you're you're at a
1: lecture. So this will be very hands on. You get to learn from one of the best. Four fifty five bench. It folks. doesn't get any
0: better than that in women's lifting folks. That's crazy. So, there you go. Uh, and then of course the day after that. The day after that is the second annual
1: female well, female
0: history making women's powerlifting meet right here. That's right. We may have to move it by next year. We don't know. So we'll see. Right to a to a bigger location. Never know. I mean it filled up in like two days. It filled right? up in about a week, yeah. That's crazy. Um this is an APF sanctioned meet. They people is, could set records. You could set all the records you can set. That's right. We got the paperwork. We got the judges. We got everything. We got to get you certified, by the way. I'll do that. Okay. I'm sure. I think I can uh, pass that test. And we need to get Lauren certified. Oh, she wants to. For judging, or yeah, for why not? Yeah, well, why not? Ask her. Couldn't hurt. I'll ask her. Um, and then, of course, we've got the men or the uh, open. The big meet in May. Yes. The full meet. They're, well, they're both full meets, but uh, May twelfth at the Armory. It's not filling up, but it's obviously. It's out there, and people are entering it, and the cap is at sixty. So, be aware, everybody. Yep, we've already seen some uh, big names signing I think we got about fifteen entries, so that's awesome. Um,
1: I know that. Uh, I know that our buddy who couldn't make it down tonight, right. Ryan. Yeah. Um, Stuck in the snow. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. He signed up, and I think this is going to be his first full powerlifting meet in a long time. Oh, I didn't know he was. I saw that that on his uh, social media there. So, looking forward to seeing uh, a guy who's so prominent in the main strength culture competing. Good. He's usually, you know, he's a face that I knew from just being around meets. I I see him around. I thought he'd done many meets. I I didn't know that. Yeah, I think, uh, I I mean, the podcast that I listened to with him, he, he tore both his biceps off.
0: I think so. So, he's recovering from that. One of them was bugging him at the end of the strongman last week, or two weeks ago, whatever it was. God, brutal. Uh, I also want to give a quick shout out to our buddy Slav, who got his ACL replaced
1: today. Really? Yeah. Rebuilt. Rebuilt. Uh, Brandy new. Yeah, not replaced. (laughs) Cadaver. Yeah. Um, So, hoping for a speedy recovery for him. See him cranking some giant deadlifts, putting up giant totals again in the near future. Feel better, Slav. Good for him. So, Matt. one of the we are uh, we don't have the luxury of uh, year-round sunshine like some of our competition in uh, L.A. or uh, the West Coast. So, no. you know, weather happens, and that will uh, you know prevent guests from making their way down here sometimes. And that's just yeah. the name of the game. But hey, us. the show must go on. So, with a great recommendation from uh, co-owner Emily Steezy, she came up with another idea for an educational series. Excellent idea. And our educational series have seemed to be doing really well. Um, like I mentioned, the, the podcast on sled dragging, which was kind of a shot in the dark, is right, currently our most popular podcast. I was really surprised. Ow. I was glad, too. I'm very glad. So yeah, we had our best week ever last week on the podcast. let I get think it was on. one of our shorter ones. It was a shorter one. And maybe that's something to think about, Matt. You know, we've pushed, you know, 70 minutes. We've done 30 minutes or, you know, even 25 minutes. And that was about.
0: I think the guests kind of dictate when we have the guests. Yeah, yeah, if we got to get what we need out of them, so right, we, we can't worry about it. But yeah, it's just something to think
1: about. You well, know, it's you and
0: I, when we've covered it, I
1: guess we can call it a night. Right. It's funny though, because like uh, you know, for each for each podcast, so Joe Rogan's podcasts are typically like three hours long. Really, and he'll do he did a uh, he did a forty minute one with uh, God Jamie Foxx. Okay. And people were like, "Oh, this is so short," but it's like it was. Packed full of awesome stories. Yeah, forty minutes is a long time to talk to someone, but it's funny because you just have like a relative time. So I, I don't think you're going to hold me on anything for three hours. I'm sorry. <laughs> no kidding. So, um, Whatever. Yeah, and conversely, like you know, our buddy Scott Bauman over at the Iron Will, mm-hmm. he bangs out a couple fifteen minute podcasts yeah. a week, and that seems to work for him. So yeah. that's something we're going to think about moving forward. You know, what's our
0: ideal time mm-hmm. for our listeners? For us? Yeah. When you and I are, you know, I mean, we'll probably shoot for thirty to forty, but with a guest, we got to just see how it runs. Exactly. I mean, we got to for- cut it. Eventually. I think 60 is probably... Easy. I think 60 is ideal. Yeah, you know, that's where you get
1: to the point where you're kind of spinning you get your redundant, reels. Right. So, for today's podcast...
0: Today, I got one correction from last week, though. Okay, what's that? I gave I gave everybody my sled dragging routine. Yes. And I said it was... When you got done with the six trips back and forth, it was a football field and a half. It's two football fields and a half. Right, because you many, said yards. Not I did. Yeah, it's... Uh, or no. It's 280 yards. That's two football fields and over a half. I just wanted to correct that. Excuse me, 240 yards, 240. So just about two and a half football Just about two and a half. So I didn't want... If anybody picked up on that, I didn't want to look like I didn't know what I was talking about. Just get your units wrong. It's okay. That's right. Just a little math. All right. So that's corrected. Everybody, come by. Start dragging that sled. Yes. Um,
1: (coughs) So for today, this will be part one of three of an educational series on mistakes made on the big three. Um, So... For, for this one, it's, uh, Maddie, you've got five mistakes, <coughs> I'm not sure, maybe that you've made
0: or that you've seen others make. I made. just, you know, I've made, I've, everybody, I'm sure, makes them, so, uh, and... There could be five. There's probably fifty others. Of course, yeah. this is what came to mind. So yeah, and if I think of some, as a throw, you know, throw it in. You know, it'd be the five, the six biggest or whatever. The other, the next five yeah. mistakes.
1: So this is on the squat in particular. I figure
0: we'll start with the squat because yep. that's the first one, and then so. we'll
1: move to the bench and eventually the deadlift.
0: Yeah. So Maddie, what is uh, number one on your list? The first thing, you know, when I have a beginner or no, not not always a beginner, but just a, bad, a poor setup. So. And what, the, what you're going to hear me keep saying is consistency. So I'll see some of the guys set up different. If we do six sets, I'll see five different setups. That's the worst thing that can happen. You need a consistent setup. It has to be second nature. So like the, your routine of getting under the bar? Climb under the bar. You check your feet, you whatever however you want to do it. Feet to belly, to your belt, to the arch, to the shoulders, to the chin. Lift the bar. So the biggest mistakes I see is is no routine like that. As far as the feet, I mean, if you want some landmarks, maybe try to get the bar over the middle of your foot. So you've let, you've gotten yourself under the bar, and you know you're centered. Maybe your partner centered you. Yep. You look down, and it feels like the bar's right over the center of your foot. You ought to be in pretty good shape. Now, put some pressure on the bar, just like we take the tension, put the tension on the deadlift bar. I like to put a lot of tension on the squat before right. I stand up. Yeah. You can take slack out of a squat bar just like you can out of a deadlift bar. So I like to do that at that point I'm full, my belly's full, it's out on the belt, I'm arched, and I'm going to arch the bar out of the rack. So that's just automatic. I'm not squatting it up, I'm arching it. Mm-hmm. All right? So that takes us to Right, you're almost like scooping it kind of. Correct. At that point your hips are under you. Okay? Cuz I cuz you know, like I said, this could turn into ten bad things. We'll leave this under setup. Mm-hmm. You end up with a crab position. You see people—they're—they're they're set up, all bent over. Right. It's called a crab. All right. Yeah. So chest is up. You're arched, and you've arched the bar to of the rack. So two
1: things on that that yep. I would uh, weigh in on taking the—I guess I've never called it taking the tension out, but that is a big thing. It's the same idea. Same idea. Um, and if and you don't do it, you're—you're—you're you're, you're losing. I bet five percent. Or way more. Yeah. One th- I mean, I found that, you know, maybe you're rushing a squat. Maybe it's a really light squat after heavy squat. Mm-hmm. You're doing some back down sets. You're not taking it as seriously, per se. Treat the heavy ones light and the light ones heavy, and you'll be fine. That's right. So I found that when I don't kind of tension the bar on the way out, it just feels heavier on your back. And when you've got everything ready and you really snap up with that, it's like doesn't matter if there's three plates or five plates or six plates. You know that you're going to be moving that
0: bar. you got to move it. Now, you have a better shot at it on squat than you do deadlift because the squat's going to be moving. All right? So if you don't do it, you got you still got a chance to go down, gain some momentum, come out of the hole, and, and lock it. Deadlift, if you don't do it, you're really behind the eight ball because it's not moving. Yeah. It just, it's so, buckled to the ground. But if you want to give yourself an advantage, take the slack out of the squat bar. Dig your shoulders in. Get your chin up a little bit. Get your belly out. Chest up. Get ready to arch it. So one thing that I've experienced on setup, I had to go through a major
1: change. Preparing for this USAPL meet because I'm walking it out. And if you watch some of my beginning, earlier videos when I first started my mm-hmm. uh, prep, you'll notice that my walkout is sloppy. It's got, you know, I got some little, I got some happy feet going on. Well, like, you've look, been squatting monolith for all this time. I, I did, yeah. so I did monolith pretty much for a year straight. Mm-hmm. And then, what was it, 13 weeks ago, I decided You're gonna do this I, this I was going to do a USAPL yeah. meet. So I got to go with a different bar in a different rack, walked out. And so, but it was the same thing, I, I had to establish a new, you know, a new uh, standard operating procedure, if you will, of what to do. Totally, not totally different from the monolith, but it's very different. Certainly yeah. different. Yeah. Um, So it's just to just be aware of, know what federation you're lifting in, know what you got to do. And do what you did, get 13 weeks of step walkouts. Right. You watch my walkouts.
0: Now versus at the beginning of the, I've got it pretty much dialed in now. Two steps. I was going mid- to say, if I gave you any advice, it would be to be into your stance within two steps. you right.
1: I, I try to do one, two. Ready to go. And then you, you what I, I'm not quite there yet, but what I have to do sometimes is a little, just kind of a wiggle is almost. That's all. Get your feet but adjusted. One thing that I see people do a lot that I think best is I call it happy feet. You walk out and you're kind of just constantly.
0: And then there's just energy draining out of your batteries. Right? Exactly. You're just losing more and more energy.
1: And now the now the your hips are starting to shift, the bar is starting to shift.
0: You're you're hanging out there with the bar on your back as you're dancing on the platform. You have to recontract everything. You can only be under con. You can only contract for so long anyway. So mm-hmm. you're really you're really beating yourself yeah. already. If you- just just to push that a little bit farther, and while we're
1: you know getting kind of deep on this, um, for. I, you know, I talked about your monolith squats, walked-out squats yep. in a squat rack. When you're doing wrapped squats, now this is going to be a little bit tougher. Rack squats? Wrapped. Wrapped squats. So knee yes, wrapped. Yes, yes. Um, this is going to be a little bit tougher at meets, but, you know, I like to make sure that my left knee gets wrapped then my right knee. That's how I am. I get a hand up. I like to make sure that my belt is right. I, personally, when I'm training, I like my belt to be draped over the bar so that I walk up to it. Crank it on and I'm ready to go. But the last thing you wanna do when you got knee wraps buckled on as tight as they can freaking go, fumble in for your, you know, if you got a mouth guard, you wanna know where that is, fumble in for your your belt. Mm -hmm. You wanna make sure that your training partners are aware that you're gonna do a big, heavy squat, big, heavy wrap squat so that, you know, wrap squats, typically you got a couple extra spotters, you know that your back spotters are gonna be getting those knee wraps off you right away. So, think about it, you know.
0: And you, at, here you have the luxury of getting as close as you can. Exactly. But th- at the meet, see, make sure you get as close to that platform as you can. So just a couple steps for you to get to the platform yeah. with those wraps on. And I don't know how they are. They're not allowed too near the platform in that federation, but I'd get as close as I could if Yeah, I could.
1: well, I won't be wrapping my knees anyways for this one.
0: Oh, you can't. That's right. right. Okay. Only for single ply Okay, um, for okay. that's right. Uh, but for uh, <laughs> in the APF meets, um, but we we let you set up pretty near the platform. Yeah, so. it's timing. It's the timing. hard one. Yeah. Four out. Four out. Have somebody. I always have somebody start a loose wrap on my left knee. Gotcha. Three out. Start tightening it up. Two out. Get get the next leg going. One out. I'm going up because I want to be standing there when they. When and they, you want to get
1: under that as soon as that bar as is loaded. As soon as that
0: guy. As soon as I'm not on deck, I'm. I want them hurrying to get the bar loaded for me. Yeah. That's just the way I like to do it. Oh, yeah. You want to minimize the time you're in those things. Yes. That's the way I prefer to do it. All so right, it sounds so I, like you got your your strategy pretty well down for this. I'm a meat. man of habit.
1: I'm a man of, you know, I got to do, I eat, I, eat this, I mean, I'm on three yeah. weeks of eating the same breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> uh, you know, once yeah. I get into a habit,
0: I stick with it. So I was going to touch on what you're doing at the very end of this. Okay. So anyway. Yes. So number one, I guess, would be uh, poor setup, poor foot position. It's inconsistent too, I guess. Right. And that's gonna be the theme of this whole thing is consistency. Okay. And then the next thing I see is just every people's approach to walking up to the bar. Like eh, I'm gonna go up. I guess I'll squat. I'm gonna squat. You know? Kind you of can't approach bar, the bar like that. Yeah. You I don't and I, I don't really appreciate screaming and smashing their head and getting slapped in the face, but you need to Somewhere your, in between your, You need to approach the bar like, I'm going to go, I've got something to do here. Yes. Okay? And I'm going to walk up to the bar and go through the steps from number one, which is dig myself under the bar, get my belly out, start my arch, blah, 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 blah. So number two is get your head going. Yes. But don't be silly. Yes. You're here to do something, particularly if it's a meet. But if you don't do it in, in training, you're not going to do it in the meet. No. Right. And that's a... Uh
1: you know I, I say it a lot on deadlifts for my training partners but no one no successful deadlifter kind of wants a deadlift they really want a friggin' deadlift yes you walk up to that bar the only thing on your mind is deadlift right same for squatting, same for benching when you're walking up to there you I mean personally I got television yeah I'm looking at the bar half the time I you know especially at a meet I don't even know who's spotting me but I don't I just see, so time time I don't in. see that I
0: see well we'll go up and let's give this a go right. so that's not gonna no. You know, again, no. you're you're beating yourself when you do that. Yes. So. You need to make sure that your head's in the game. Yeah. I mean, and again, you don't need to be slapped and punched. And, although, did I did let Timmy over. Lane slap me one in the back of the head once. The, it, it didn't work. Are you into, like, do you, are you into the back slaps? No. That? He said, can I, one time. He was spotting. I said, ah, all right. I didn't like it. I, uh... I slapped me in the back of the head. I was,
1: uh... A couple of meets ago, I... <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, He had permission. Yeah. I was sweating my ass off for deadlifts, took mm-hmm. my shirt off, so I just had singlet on. And I I told my training partner, I was like, Don't fucking slap me. I don't mm-hmm. want my back to hurt, I'm right. deadlifting. Yeah. And sure enough, I don't even know who it was, but some guy might have been hey, Tim Hey, good job. Tim, Tim likes me to do that.
0: Five stars me on the back. Big Tim likes to do that, so Yeah, it could very well could have been him. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. so anyway, bad approach. <laughs> yes. Focus in folks. Get you you got a job to do, even if it's in training. Even if it's your first set, an empty bar, set up under it. Get under it, because your next one has to be even more focused. And then as you go, you need even more and more focus, whatever your training uh, protocol is that day. Yes, grab so, that bar tight, mean it. Squat. You're, like you're here mean for it. a reason. So bad approach. That's the next mistake I see. So five biggest mistakes. So number three, I see a lot of chest coming forward. So the descent begins. Uh, Squat morning. So you can squat, squat morning, them morning. squat mornings, but you get a little resistance. In other words, okay, this wasn't what I expected, so I know I can do this if I bend over a little. So we just talked about it in step one. Get your chest up, get your belly out. If you stand up strong, your chest will stay up there. So forward chest travel. That's a th- number three that I see go wrong. Yes, people, and the worst side effect of that is Having a make-out session with the ground. We have a make-out session with the ground or you feel like you buried it and you didn't because as soon as your chest comes right. over, your hips come up. Right. And that bar may have moved further than it would have on a regular squat. You tr- The bars travel further but the floor looks really close and you can't understand why you got three red lights because you, as soon as you came over, your hips jumped up. Yeah. So there goes your depth. Mm-hmm. So another reason to get your chest up and your belly out. Yes. That was something that when I first started uh, having my knees wrapped, I was
1: bad at. And I kind of explained it as like I was running away from the wrap. Because it hurts. It's tight. Yeah. And you don't want to go down. So you're kind of like doing whatever yeah. it yeah. takes How to am make. am going to get
0: there? Right. Exactly. But you're not helping yourself at all. Right. You're not getting yourself down farther. Mm-hmm. Right. So... Number three was uh, forward chest travel. Forward I chest travel. You see it travel. a lot. As soon as, you, as soon as people feel a little resistance, okay, this is how I can do it. Because it's human nature to try to complete the lift. Yes. Correct? Of course. So that, but that's not how you do it. You keep your chest up and drive and use what? The big three. Hips, glutes, and hamstrings. You're not using them when your chest is over. Yes. So we go back to the big three all the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, mistake number four, forward knee travel. So, knees traveling... Over the foot. Over the toe. Instead of forcing your knees out, Yep. okay, again, you're going to lose some depth. You force them out, it drops you into the pocket. Yes. The harder you push your knees out with your chest up, the easier depth is going to be. I don't care if you're raw or geared, I don't care what you're wearing, you can wear a mink coat, I don't care. You'll still get your depth, okay? Yeah. Force your knees out, keep your chest up, and it'll drop your hips in and you'll get your white lights. So I know that this is something that we've talked about in the past. And, and, excuse me, you also save your knees from
1: some That's probably the biggest damage. One. So, how does,
0: because I think to achieve what you're talking about with this, you need to have a pretty wide stance. You do, but I see some of the guys in here, they do pretty well by f- with their are flaring their knees. they got their belly out. I think that's part of the key. Yeah. With the belly out, you can hold the arch, and that'll allow you to force your knees out. I do see a little forward tra- knee travel. Right. Yeah. Because I think in general, you want to keep your... Shit, you want to keep your ideally know, uh, your shins are perpendicular, that's the, exactly what I was going to say. And your knee joint doesn't become a joint, it just becomes a hinge, right? And, and that you won't, makes, do, you'll never damage it that way. And I think you'll
1: find that you'll have the most power that way, too. Because I see people doing especially conventional deadlifts, mm-hmm. they're bended down, yes, and they're bending their knees are traveling over the bar, and yes, they're not leaning back far enough, right? And they're losing a lot of power. They lose the
0: power, and the first thing you do is pull the bar into your knee, mm-hmm. so it, that doesn't work. Yeah, And then on squat, it's just not particularly good for your knees, and it's not particularly efficient. So, uh, And you will be much happier with your depth if you learn to flare your knees and drop your hips into the pocket. Yes, Again, the big three. Do you, uh, while we're talking about
1: this, do you, one thing I see, and I'm going to, this is going to be a, a trigger, don't get triggered here, Matty, no. but when you see um, people who train with briefs or squat suits on, mm-hmm. a lot of times you see them kind of do like a, Slow down, slow down, slow down, and then
0: a dip. Like a little dip at
1: the end. A dip with the hips.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because if if the briefs fit anywhere near the way they should, they'll sort of stop you. You, flip, you just force your knees out a little harder, mm-hmm. and you drop in and go. Yeah, because I know that our buddy
1: Slav does that quite a bit. It's like slow, 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 slow. Yep. Almost there, then it's the final dip
0: to get below parallel and it shoots right up. Yep, that's the way he does it. I don't love that style, but a lot okay. of. Okay, I it. saw Russ doing it. Russ the other does day. it. Yeah. Russ Junior, little Russ. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Not so little, but not so little of a, of a guy. But yeah, that's how those guys do it. Yeah. It just didn't work for me. I don't have any issue with
1: it. Yeah, no, I wasn't sure of, like what the uh, the thought of the and then it also that.
0: depends what you decide to use for gear too. If you're wearing something that's that stops you. You, then you can use that. If you're wearing something more spri- uh, springy, then you want to just, just kind of go through the whole motion, and it'll pop you back out. Especially yeah. if you've added a knee wrap. Right. To it. Yeah. If so, you want that to be fluid. Right. So if you if you're squatting with a, even a semi wide stance, and you learn to flare your knees, you got the big three working the best they can, plus your adductors in in here. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. All right. And you'll develop them. And I know ladies always want to develop those. So another reason to squat. With a little bit wider stance, or at least learn to flare your knees. Right. All right. So that was four. Yes. And let's see. If you're doing reps, or even if you're in a meet and you only have to do one, but I see people with a I call it a soft knee. So they don't. When you come up from a rep, they don't lock up. Mm. When you don't lock up, you probably haven't kept your arch in your back. You're just, you're crabbed again. Right. So come up, stand up, do your next rep. If you're in a meet. You could get called anyway for not locking your knees. I was so. going to say, that's uh, something I see. I've actually heard of in
1: the IPF and the USAPL, people not getting the go command. Because they haven't locked
0: up. Right. So Because the same thing, they're in crab mode. That's mistake number five that I have, not standing up tall and strong. So it it goes back to one, Ste- uh, mistake one, but I have it as five. Because you can work on it easily in here if you're doing any kind of rep work. Right. Okay? Okay. And what, so, just a little bit on that, something I see my guys
1: doing a lot, too, is when you're doing reps, I mean, if you're doing, like, if you're doing conditioning, it's a total other thing, but if you're working on strength, Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you're doing a full squat. Yeah. (laughs) You know? A lot of people don't do that, because they're they're pumping reps out, and they're not going all the way up. They they don't, yeah. They don't finish, they only finish their last squat.
0: Correct. You know? Yes. Um, And if you, but the biggest thing is going back to uh, mistake number one from the beginning, is to stand up that way. You, you'll only finish your squat the way you start it. So if you finish it all bent up and crabbed up, that's how it's going to come up. If you stand up strong and tall, you get your chest up, that's how you'll come up. So I'll have, i got
1: two and a half mistakes that I've made in my, you know, younger uh, weightlifting journey on squatting. Um, and I'll start from the very beginning, and that's learning how to squat. When I learned how to squat, I was at a big... Not a, a commercial gym. but oh, a the un- university. The university gym. Right. Um, totally different gym culture. Everyone's got their headphones on. You don't yeah. want to ask people for help. And especially, too, at a place like that, it's like you're only just going to ask the biggest spotter for, uh, big, the biggest squatter yeah. for, uh, hey, how do I squat the bar? Mm-hmm. It, it's weird. So, naturally, you know what I did, like a lot of other
0: uh, knuckleheads, I was squatting on a Smith machine with a bar pad. I mean, the Smith machine is not a bad way to learn it. Usually those are in a mirror, am I right? It's definitely in a mirror, but the thing that I didn't, my biggest beef with that is that you're not, the bar doesn't travel perpendicular on a a Smith machine. Um, It's at an angle. It is, well it is, but you can certainly learn the, you can learn the arch, the chest, break at the hip, if nothing happens at your knees, if you're going to squat with me, nothing goes on at your knees till you break at the hip. Mm-hmm. you got to kick your hips back a little. Then you can do something with your knees. I, I don't have anybody squatting, and I don't either. Nothing happens at their knees till the hips have broken. Then we can push back a little and begin that flare. So you can do that on a Smith, and you can teach somebody on that. But it's much easier to still to teach somebody on a box. Yeah. Yeah, so I was doing, you know, no... Uh no
1: box and right. I had the pad too and I think the that, pad we know. well the pad is I know it's like the biggest
0: other than lifting gloves it's like the biggest uh, or maybe a head sweatband yeah. <laughs> but listen I like the mirror at that point in a career because you can If you do what I just told you, you can watch it. Right. But then you got to get out because you're not going to have one in a contest. Exactly. That was something that I had a huge, like, when I first started lifting here, I had never squatted not in front of a mirror. Right. And it is, it's an aid. It's a good thing. But you get to a meet and you're like, whoa. Well, right. Right? You're not going to be centered. Yeah. You, like, you, you don't even realize it. But when you squat in a mirror all the time, you're using the visual cues to help your setup. And you know what you're, you know you're doing what whoever is helping you do, told you to do. But you gotta get away from it. But I like it at the beginning, I really do, like what you just said. Um, so, when I did finally, you know, I think I could do like three plates on the
1: Smith machine, like ass to grass, so sunk. Yeah. And then, so finally, I had, I just, you know, finding out some of the guys in my major were into lifting weights, or I'd see them squatting or whatever, and I got a little bit of help. And, you know, when I could do three plates on the
0: Smith machine, I remember getting buckled by two. A, on a, a free squat, yeah. on a regular squat. just like absolutely. You know why? Because the, the when you got under the regular bar, you didn't have any of those little synergistic muscles working. Exactly. Because you've been in the smithers. I was basically doing like a hack squat. Exactly. And it's just like these guys, that stay, they squat, they leg press 1,100 pounds. <laughs> right? They exactly. couldn't squat three plates. Right. So, whatever. Yeah. But I think your squat is fine. I think it's pretty good. I think it's something... I mean, I think it's probably
1: one of my... Definitely and your one of deadlifts look like pretty damn good. Yes. Definitely. So. Squat is definitely something that I've kind of prided myself in. Yeah. I've gotten really over good the time. And... Where do you get back in the monolith? I can't wait for that. And so my... My second mistake... That was one and a half, with one being the Smith machine and the half being the pad. My second uh, mistake that I made... And this is this is a bit of a a bit of a catch twenty two, a bit of a dichotomy here. Uh, I did the I for a long time, say three years ago. I would squat every day, six days a week. I've heard of that. And I would do one plate, two plate, three plate, and you know. Maybe then on, that would be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursday. I was would, that you, since you've been here? No, this was when I was working out at uh, a different gym, oh. yeah. And I would do, uh, I'd do it with front squat. And so, pros of that, I got really freaking good at squatting. Yeah. I would also do I would also almost always do a pause squat when mm-hmm. I did them. So, I was the most comfortable in the hardest part of the lift. Yeah. The bad part about this is I was getting tons of injuries. And the injuries were affecting. And part of this obviously could have had to do with form. Maybe I was using too much weight. But, I mean, it was at the point where I would, I call it throwing your back. I don't mm-hmm. know what the real, I don't really know what's going your on. Your back was hurting you? Yeah, well, one time I was at the beach with my girlfriend, and I was skipping a rock
0: with it. Mm-hmm. And I, like, froze. I couldn't drive home. Is this during the squatting period? That yeah, you, the yeah. squat everyday period. What happens is your back was ready to go okay mm-hmm. it's so fatigued all it took was you could have picked up a paper clip it probably would have gone okay? yeah. so you threw that rock and one side turned on all those you know, those are the most powerful muscles we have back there between your glutes and your lumbars yeah. all those uh, paraspinal muscles they're strong as hell one side turned on because it was fatigued locked up hard and the other side said no we're, we're off Right. because you are probably pulled over am I right? Yeah, right, because I'm, you know, winding up. Yeah, like but you I mean, after you, after it set it and you were pulled to one side, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah, I like could, yeah. Could, could barely breathe. Yes, that's all could, that is. That I just, couldn't drive just just, because I couldn't look side to it's, side. It's turned on, and it has. you have to have somebody that knows how to interrupt it, or you got to just wait. Yeah, so I waited, and that was awful because I didn't. I, I And mean, you think I'm, the worst, right? Oh, The whole yeah. time, I'm, I'm done, I can't, you know. Exactly, career was over. Yeah, can't it's know, not but. what it is. It's, it was just so fatigued from all that. Right, and then. During that same
1: period, you know, so maybe I went, you know, that happened on like a week of just, you know, bicep curls and bicep yeah. pushdowns, and then I, w- I was just going up the steps at work, and just one bad <coughs> step was all it took for it. It was the same thing. You could just tell that one side was firing hard. Yeah. The other side was completely off, and it was like, <gasps> you could om- you know when you get that <gasps> right. feeling like when you're like, whoa, I almost just hurt myself. Yeah. It was that, like that could happen at any moment.
0: Yes. That's because they so fatigued. It just turned on and it won't shut off, and the other side is off. If you palpate it, you'd feel like kind of mushy on one side, and the other like side is rock. like a
1: steel cable.
0: Yep. So, like Melinda could probably interrupt that for you. She probably knows. I'm sure she knows how to do that. Right. Fix that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, scary. It's scary. Yeah, it's no it, fun because you're a you're, young you're, guy. And you you're like, think you've ruined your back, and you're happy. Right, and as a right,
1: and then you're thinking like, well, maybe I should stop squatting.
0: <laughs> Everything goes through your mind.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. The squat every day is probably good.
0: It's like I don't want to recommend it to anyone, but I don't want to not recommend it to anyone either. If I would, if you said I w- I'm going to do that, I'd say, All right, I want you to rotate the bars. That's Safety bar, rearward really bar, idea. buffalo bar, straight bar. That's what I would say. All right, throw the so front squats, and now you've got like seven there you go. variations yeah. of the three, squat. Three different box heights, one day with no box. Uh, that's what I would say. But yeah, now you've got like 20. For, for maybe two weeks, right. would be about it. Yeah then you won't. You'll either adapt to it or you'll get hurt again. Yeah.
1: But for people who think that, you know, maybe their squad firm's a little sketchy or they're having trouble with the consistency, maybe start throwing that in there. But, same, you know, to go back on year five, Maddie, you can't just lackadaisical, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to squat every day
0: program. I'm going to get under no, this bar. No. Take
1: yourself seriously. Set up a routine. But Grab do that a little bar. reading.
0: Come see one of us. Go, you know, go look at West Side site or something. But... Um, I was actually I was going to get there with the with this with what you just said, because as you know we'll do six eight ten sets of two on squat. Mm-hmm. Yep. you're not going to get hurt doing twos. Yeah. All right. That's why he chose. That's why Louis keeps them at two. You stay. You can stay focused and whatever science he's got behind it on the squat two seems to be the number. Deadlift is one. Bench seems to be three. I don't know if you you probably read all that anyway. but yep. For squat, do some volume work. Find a weight in the in that... Uh, we, we went over the percentages. I think it was uh, 43, 48, and 52. Do that and get 10, 12 sets of two on a, on a low box one week, on a medium box, on a high box, then get off a box. Repeat that. You can repeat that five times. Get one quads stronger. Change the bars. The big three. Yes. Right? Hips, glutes, hamstrings. I can't say it enough. So that's how you'll get your consistency. Right. And then the other thing is... What, I know, what I've what i just noticed is...
1: So, real quick, yeah. I
0: don't want to no. cut you off too no. bad. One thing that I love about doing 10 sets of two is you
1: practice the setup instead of doing two sets of ten. That's what I'm trying to tell people. Just do it, and you'll get in shape. It's those... I mean, I've heard it called the first rep. It's the first rep that's kind of the most It's improved. the most
0: disciplined rep. Now, if you do another one, and you're a good squatter, and you're not at a max weight, you're going to be fine. But after that, then the technique starts to go out the window. Yes. This kid that just left, Tyler... I just had him do 16 singles on the deadlift with uh, three plates, so, but it was one after the other. And his every rep was right on the money. And that's how you get good? That's how you get good. Next time he goes, he's going to try a heavy one. So what I was saying was about all this videoing, because I never did any videoing until I started training with these guys. Yeah. Right? So get yourself a little uh, stupid routine. I, I didn't realize I had one on squat. I, I I walk into the bar, it looks like it, with my yep. chest. Like Pull it up to your chest. I do that, like two or three times, then I look up, I feel my belly and I get under the bar. Mm-hmm. Get something like that going. I've noticed on deadlift, I go down and I come up real quick without touching it and then I go back. Get yourself something like that so that everything is in a row. Yeah. You see some people doing damn near the whole Macarena dance on the deadlift. Well, that's a whole nother problem. <laughs> you, again, again, you have about two point whatever seconds to pull a deadlift once yep. you're down in position. Right. So it's you can't do that. You can't do it on any of them. Yep. Um, and I noticed on the bench, I, I put one foot down, then I kick one, and then I'm ready for my handoff. And you've you've real you've kind of noticed it now that you've watched now that, that. these guys keep videoing. We keep we you know we're videoing each other. Yeah. So I never was watching that stuff. That's a, that's a huge tool that I know. I'll admit that
1: you know, three years ago, four years ago, I was anti videoing yourself in the gym. Really, but I had different goals. Why? I just thought it was vain. And That's what it
0: seems like, I guess, at first. But it from is, an outsider's very perspective,
1: and you know, I was just trying to pack muscle, yeah, stronger. That was the only thing I cared about. So to me, it was like. I wasn't necessarily... My goals wasn't to have a big squat bench deadlift. When mm-hmm. I did want to get a big squat bench or deadlift, I found that videoing taping myself was the
0: best way to find out all the little discrepancies. It's, it's really been helpful, and and now as I go down through these my five, I realized I, I added this as like five a, get some sort of little routine in your head and yeah. don't smash your head off the bar or whatever, but get a little routine and stick to it yeah find out what works for you it yeah. doesn't have
1: to be what Dan Green does chances are
0: you probably are doing it hopefully at least on some of your uh, warm up attempts or regular attempts but do it on every attempt I do it with the empty bar I noticed so that's you You. You got to and I think that that'll
1: help you with the if, you, if you're a person who doesn't like competing mm-hmm. maybe you get a little bit uncomfortable on the platform if you have a routine it takes your mind away from you that you don't even know where you are correct Good point, Matt. Um, You mentioned you had something about my uh, squatting there. Did you say that earlier?
0: Maybe not. Maybe I'm hearing things. Hang on. Uh, I said I really like the way you're squatting. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to say something, wasn't I? (laughs) You're on the spot now. I was going to... Well, you said it, but we never had monoliths when I started right so the, the what you said the two steps that was Marty jo- that was his rule with us you better be in your stance in two steps or he, you know you get called names and stuff you're off Way the back team. Then, Pretty well you're an <laughs> asshole you're coaching, whatever if you weren't into your stance in two steps he hated all that fancy footwork and yeah. all that stuff he couldn't stand that so I was going to say you. I didn't have to tell you you're already doing it the person that I stole that
1: from that kind of I mean I you think about it enough, it's common sense. You want to minimize the effort to get out of the rack. The person who I think does this better than anyone in this day and age is
0: Blaine Sumner. He's a USAPL see, I Adler, know about his lifts. I still haven't seen him fil- on film yet. I'll, I'll show you some after this. Okay. But I mean, he consistently s- s- blasts
1: 1050 squats. Now, is he a mono lift guy? Or no, because a... he's, he's IPF. So oh, he's okay. single ply with wraps mm-hmm. walked out. Okay. And I, I know he competes raw also. But it's like he is taking this for one, just two perfect steps and they're very he is just clearing the rack. Okay. They're, and these are these jack stands too. Right. right. The, the the IPF style racks, you know. But he is taking the smallest right. he's optimized his walkout.
0: So, folks, think about what Matt just said. The guy squats 1,050? He's got... squat up 505 kilos is best, 1,105. Around, okay, this, this is a guy squatting 1,100 pounds. Think about this, everybody. Matt's going into his stance in two steps with a, a very nice squat, but this guy's using the same technique you use, mm-hmm. and it's getting him under 1,100 pounds. Right. I mean, so, if it's going to work for you guys... It's going to work for whoever right. squatting. Right, it
1: works for a 500-pound squatter, an 1100-pound squatter.
0: squatter. I'm almost there. I see you at six. <laughs> Thank so you. So, it that's a that's just the the best point you can take out of this two-step setup for anybody that's not using a monolift. That's what works for these guys. They don't mess around. They can't. Right. You, right. Exactly. You can't. Uh, but everything being relative, that's his max if 600 is your max, you can't mess around either. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. It's something that I'd be curious If to, somebody's max is 250, you can't if that's their max, it's all relative. That's yes. heavy as hell for for whoever that's max is. You you can, you got to be you got to be consistent. Yes. Um
1: and I'd be curious too. Uh I'd be I'm going to ask Scott this. Um, obviously he sees less of it Scott uh Bowman. Yeah, no. Blanchard. Blanchard, thank you. I totally slipped there on the Bayo. <laughs> I'd like to ask, as a head judge, I'm curious what they see when you see someone with a happy feet, yeah. and they're waiting to give you the squat command, uh-huh. they must have a lot more confidence on someone who does one, two, look you in the eyes, I'm ready to go, versus one,
0: two, three, wiggle well, adjust. You realize at that point, if you're a judge, this is either somebody that hasn't been in a monolift, because they've been training in a, a power rack, or mm-hmm. some squat jack, jack racks, mm-hmm. or it's a brand new lifter. right? So,
1: because when, you know, as a competitive powerlifter, you want to get that command as soon as possible.
0: Again, you don't, energy out the window, yes, right? Yes, right. Into your setup, whatever your little routine is, wait, get the call and go. Yes. Who wants to hang around with that kind of weight on it? Nobody. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you got anything else you want to uh, touch upon on this? Um, no, we'll just run back down it. Check your setup, check your feet. That's number one. Number one. Get a good positive approach to these lifts. Even the other two, but today we're talking squat. Yeah. Walk up there like you mean it. Mentally. Choke the bar. Grab it as hard as you can. Keep your chest up. Keep your knees out. Don't let them go out over your toes. You won't have your knees that long if you do. Um, Lock up your reps. Lock up your setup. If you're at some federations, you won't even get the call according to what you you saw. Oh, yeah. So you better lock up. And uh, the better your setup is... The better you start, the better you'll finish. You get a lousy start, you get a lousy finish. And consistent. Do some volume work. Do repetitive sets of two on the squat. Try. Master the movement. Master the movement. Set it back. Treat your heavy lifts light and your light lifts heavy. That's
1: good. I like that.
0: So, Maddie, this was episode 35. I can't believe
1: it. You see it for the end. Uh, thank you all for listening. Let's keep this trend of... Um, increasing plays going, I don't know what really is going on here, but it seems to be working. Please leave us the uh, I realize you could do this right on your phone, but when you're on the podcast app, um, at least on iTunes or on an iPhone, you can just you can give us a five star rating right from there and leave us a little uh, leave us a little comment. Can people write in questions to you? They, of course if you want to, if you have a question that you'd like to us to talk about or clarify anything clarify. We've taught- Dynamax Instagram page. You can message us if it's something that you know you want to remain anonymous. You can post it on any page or any post. You know, if you got a question on why you might use three boards on a uh, bench press um, or anything else, feel you know we we'd love that. That's more That's, fuel for us to it, talk about. We enjoy it. Yes. Um, so uh, don't be hesitant there. You can email
0: us. Um, is the Dynamax email on the? I don't know what it is. It's Dynamax twenty one. The Dynamax email? Yeah. Is Dynamax twenty one at Gmail? Okay. Dynamax twenty one at Gmail. It's right on the Facebook, I think. Okay. And perfect. the website. Yeah.
1: You can always message us on Facebook. There's three Facebook admins, so we get back to you fast. Instagram. Instagram. Um, I noticed you. I don't. You probably don't know this. You don't know you have a Twitter? I don't have a Twitter. I do have a Twitter. Dynamax has a Twitter. I don't know. I don't know. It does. Okay. I found it. All right. If, ask us on Twitter if you want that too. I don't know who's who's with we'll, we'll it but we'll find out about it. That um, might be beyond my... I think Emily's got it set up so that you can post it on all three yes. once you post them. So So send us your questions. Send us your questions and um, I think in the near future
0: we'll gear up for another live yep. episode. And ladies, Saturday's our seminar. Yeah. If you're in the meet if you're not in the meet. Oh, did we talk about that? Uh, we did. we touched on it. In the middle. Real quick, what is going on this Saturday? This Saturday at twelve noon. There's a seminar for uh any women that want to come, I mean, it's a lot of the ladies that are in the meet that are that are coming, I guess. But it's what mm-hmm. you're. It's open to anybody. Any women. Is there a sign of cost? There's no sign of cost. What can I you think. lose, ladies? You what can, do you have to lose? All you have to gain is knowledge. That's right. And happiness. Come
1: learn from some of the best. Get yourself in an advantageous situation for your competition coming up, and attend this seminar this Saturday here at the gym. Twelve noon. Twelve to two?
0: Probably one thirty-two. Yeah. Whatever. What, we, we'll cover. We'll do whatever you need. That's awesome.
1: And while you're here, maybe get a little, figure out what your rack height is, figure out how the monolith we works. We that. We're
0: going to touch on the on uh, temp strategies if you want, all yep. that stuff. Get the, feel it all out, yeah.
1: see what the, see the deadlift bars, a little more width to it than mm-hmm. what you're used to if you've been training at the Fitness Factory or Worlds or anywhere else, you know. Places where they don't have such nice equipment. That's right. So, Matt, this has been another great one. Great one, Matt. Thank hopefully, you. Hopefully, with any luck, we'll get our buddy uh, Ryan on next week,
0: hopefully, uh, you know, we're shooting for Ryan we're shooting for Ryan and watch the uh, the seminar with Sean and Mendelson, folks it's limited to 20 so sign up quick and that's open to men and women that's open to men and women but it's still limited to 20 so okay um, you just go to the website and it shows you how to do it awesome thank, thank you man. all and take care